Thanks for listening. Don't forget to subscribe. Substack is tricky, but don't be fooled. You can subscribe totally free. It would really mean a lot to me if you do. I hope you enjoy this letter. Subscribe. Welcome to the block. It has been a little while since my last letter. If you've been anticipating it, thanks. I'll try to make it a good one for you. I need to tell you a story. It was November of 2013. I was in a class called Theatrical Film Symposium, which was a fancy way of saying watching movies. USC does have a pretty solid film school, so it's not as ridiculous as it sounds on the surface. One evening in class, we were doing an advanced screening of the new Marvel blockbuster, Thor, The Dark World. It was cool to get an advanced screening and to get to see the movie for free. We're obviously not counting the cost of attending the class in this free calculation. Even better was Marvel Studios president Kevin Feige was there to talk about the film and do a Q&A after it ended. I remember some of the ladies in the class being upset that Chris Hemsworth, Thor, would not be in attendance. At the end of the Q&A, the professor opened up the floor for questions from the students in the class. Up to this point, while the Q&A was going on, I had been toward the back of the theater on my phone, googling Kevin Feige and Marvel Studios and looking for recent news. I found some fresh news about how Netflix had just picked up four live-action series, Daredevil, Jessica Jones, Iron Fist, and Luke Cage, slated for a 2015 launch. It was perfect. I had just completed a project for my finance class on Netflix stock and company valuation. I knew that Netflix subscriptions were skyrocketing, and I knew that Netflix originals don't play at your local movie theater. So Marvel teaming up with Netflix seemed like a great partnership. People aren't going to the theater as much, so releasing content via streaming services like Netflix was clearly the future, right? I decided to see what Mr. Feig had to say on the topic. With as much gumption as I could, I mustered up my question into the microphone that they passed to me. Hi, Mr. Feig. Um, thank you for being here. I really enjoyed the film. I recently read that Marvel has a new partnership to make some shows for Netflix. I'm curious what you think might be the timeline for when big box office movies like Thor would be released in theaters and online at the same time? I didn't know at the time that what I was asking about was called the theatrical window. The time between when the movie comes out in the theater and when it can be released for rental or purchase is known in the industry as the theatrical window. Or maybe I should say it was known in the industry as the theatrical window. Because according to an article from Variety that I've attached in the text, the once thriving 90-day theatrical window is dead. Back to the story. I launched my question at Mr. Feig. He took a few moments to ponder his response. Then he very confidently said something to the effect of, we have some really amazing stuff in the pipeline, and it's all made for the big screen. Not so fast, millennial. Not on my watch. Fair enough, Mr. President. Fair enough. And for a while, he was right. Marvel released banger after banger to massive crowds in theaters all over the globe. Somewhere during that run, they made an agreement with my favorite Marvel superstar, Scarlett Johansson, about her feature film, Black Widow. Scarlett has been in the news recently as she is suing Disney for breaching this contract. According to the lawsuit, Johansson was promised a theatrical release for Black Widow by Marvel Studios. As an executive producer and star of the film, Johansson's income was also linked to the film's box office success. 
However, by releasing the film in both theaters and on Disney+, the company has prevented Johansson from her deserved compensation. Quote, Disney intentionally induced Marvel's breach of the agreement without justification in order to prevent Ms. Johansson from realizing the full benefit of her bargain with Marvel. End quote. The suit in part read. Her contract was written and the film was pre-COVID. And my guess is that Marvel president Kevin Feig told Scarlett that Black Widow would get an exclusive theatrical release. Same as all Marvel blockbusters. And if COVID had not happened, maybe it would have. But with the streaming wars picking up, Disney Plus launching, and COVID closing down a bunch of theaters, Disney made the choice, apparently without Scarlett's consent. Black Widow came out on July 9th in theaters and on Disney Plus. The new Space Jam movie came out a week later on July 16th in theaters and streaming on HBO Max. It appears the answer to my question to Mr. Feig back in 2013 has been answered. We were seven to eight years out from streaming releases of major box office movies, and it took a pandemic to make it official. In 2013, movies produced by streaming services received zero Oscar nominations. Since 2013, movies produced by Netflix and Amazon have received a combined 113 Oscar nominations. Times are indeed changing. I've included in the text a graphic that shows the nominations by year since 2013. On their earnings release for the last quarter, AMC Theater's CEO Adam Aaron said the following, Many of our new individual investors have showered us with great ideas about how we can strengthen and brighten the future of AMC. Among their ideas for AMC are that we show concert movies, professional sporting events, esports, and gaming events. Wasting no time, we've immediately started to implement these very good ideas. Our first two UFC matchups, which were in July, drew significant attendance to our theaters. Our first two concert movies with Chance the Rapper and Halsey will show at AMC theaters across the country later this month in August. We're quite optimistic that this alternative programming can be built into a real revenue opportunity for AMC in future years, and we're chasing it hard. We also hope to engage in a meaningful dialogue with professional sports leagues and collegiate sports conferences to see if we can obtain the rights to show more sporting events at our theaters. As for gaming opportunities, indeed, the president of Epic Games is a member of the AMC Board of Directors, and I cannot even count the number of times already that our shareholders have asked us to reach out and partner with GameStop. We're on the case. More to come. He went on to say, Many of our new shareholders also are quite enthusiastic about cryptocurrency. I've had to learn more in the past six months about blockchain and cryptocurrency than I learned about it in the entire decade before that. This increased knowledge has given me the confidence to tell you all today that AMC is hereby formally announcing on this call that by year end, we will have the information technology systems in place to accept Bitcoin as payment for movie tickets and concessions if purchased online at all of our U.S. theaters. One of the individual investors he mentioned is none other than yours truly, although I don't currently hold any AMC shares. I included in the text a graphic that shows where I commented on LinkedIn, some ideas for growth. One of them 
turn stores into esports satellite tournament locations and stream the action online. The moral of the story is that trends take a long time to play out. Big decisions, especially when it comes to corporations and governments, can take a long time to ultimately be made and even longer for them to be executed. Understand that long-term trends, like the transformation from brick-and-mortar theaters to online streaming services, or the transition from gold to paper money to digital money, takes time. Be patient and let time work. It seemed obvious to me in 2013 that there would come a time when major box office movies would be released straight to streaming. The president of Marvel didn't seem to agree at the time, and he clearly didn't really want to think about it. And now, his studio is in a bit of a pickle on that very issue. The irony is validating to me. I spotted the trend pretty early. Other big trends are playing out right before our eyes. It's fun to watch. I hope Disney settles its lawsuit with Scarlett and pays her tens of millions of dollars. I know I have zero say in the matter, but I think she deserves it. Until next time, Block. If this letter resonated with you, I encourage you to reach out and let me know. If you would like to receive free updates from me every week with timely tips to upgrade your investing, text UP to 844-294-4952. Thanks again for listening. As always, nothing in this letter should be construed as financial advice. I know you get tired of hearing it, but please subscribe if you haven't already. Cheers.